Hey, everybody who's glad to be at church today. Anybody glad to be in the house of God? Can we give him praise today? Amen. I'm so thankful that you're with us, and uh, I want to give a big shout out to people who are watching online as well. You're, you're our family, and I'm thankful for the miracle of technology today because I got a text from somebody this morning about 7 o'clock this morning said, man, I ho- hope, hope today's great for you. Uh, I'm watching from Minnesota. Curtis, is uh, he's on a long-term assignment up in Minnesota from Wichita Falls, attends church here regularly, but he's watching online today. Come on, let's welcome Curtis and all the other people online today. So glad that you're with us. So glad that you're part of our church family. We are in part four of a series that we're calling uh, Reply All, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a minute, but I want to let you know we're kicking off a brand new series next Sunday called The Book of James, which is appropriately named after the book of James in the Bible, all right? So we just just thought we would call it that since that's what it's called in the Bible. And uh, we're going to talk about things in the book of James. It's really a discipleship type series to help us draw closer in our relationship with God, help us to become the, the, the people of God that he's called us to be. And so we're going to talk about trials and temptations. He addresses that. We're going to talk about taming the tongue, everybody. That little red devil behind the pearly white gates. We're going going to talk about that, too. It's going to be a good series, and it's going to lead us up to our Legacy Vision Sunday. And you heard them mention city groups, which is something we do for our students every week um, uh, here uh, at the Cedar Elm campus. On your way out today, if you parked in the back, you'll notice that we have a brand new sports court back there, basketball goal. We've got a a turfed lawn area where they can do nine square and all kinds of volleyball, different things. Come on, that's, that's your giving that's making that happen, so thank you for... Thank you for giving towards that, because we believe, we believe in our kids. We believe in our students. Amen, everybody? Like, now generation, not the next generation right now, all right? And so, so we're so excited about uh, what God's doing in our student ministry. It's pretty powerful, and, and uh, I, I want to say this, too. There's a lot of you in the room today that you are here because uh, you were dedicating children, family members, and so uh, uh, just before this service, we had 13 children that were dedicated, and so uh, another seven that are coming up in this service. Come on, let's give God thanks for that, too, raising up kids in the right way. So uh, thank God, I praise God for you just uh, making that commitment. We're going we're gonna to do this the right way. So... Well, today we're in part four of that series, Reply All, and it's, it's really uh, a series that's based on a survey that we did at Easter time, and uh, every Easter we do this survey, and we ask you to tell us what's on your mind, what's, what's on your heart, what are you thinking about, what are the topics that you need to know about, what are the things that you would like us to teach about, and we take all of that, and we, we also take the connection cards. We look at those connection cards, what are the prayer requests, and we kind of develop sermons and series based on what you tell us. And so uh, this series has been a result of that. We took the four, the top four things that you ask for. So the first week we talked about stress, how to deal with stress. And, and I don't know if that really applies here because I know you guys don't deal with stress like everybody else. But uh, uh, yeah, that's where that laugh came from, right? Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, so uh, then, then the second week, we, we talked about how do you know God's will for your life. Pastor Caleb brought that message and did an incredible job. In fact, last week, when I came back last week and I preached last week, I felt like a Vienna sausage at McBride Steakhouse. Come on, somebody. He just did so good. It was amazing. It was really good, um, uh, his message. Last week, we talked about life's worst moments. How do we survive this? And uh, going, I, I, I don't know if there's ever been 
a more on-time message than last week's message. If you didn't hear it, you need to go back and watch it because leading into last week, there were some people in our church facing their worst moment. And that God put that message directly there for them. Over last, last weekend, you guys know, unless you've been hiding under a rock, there were three deaths related to fentanyl here in Wichita Falls. And uh, how many of you know that's a, that's a worse day for somebody? That's a worse day for some parents. That's a worse day for some family members. And uh, I, I want to tell you that because of, um, because of the generosity of people like you here at City Hope Church, we were able to host two of those three funerals right here at City Hope. More than 1,000 people came through the doors to just pay their respects and their honor and to love the family members. And we were able to do that. Of course, we'd do it at, at no charge to them. We're here to be a, a lighten their load, not make a load for them. Come on, somebody. But in addition to that, because of generosity of people like you, we were able to to, to pay for one of the funerals of one of, those, the, one of those teenagers. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your generosity. You're making a, you're making a difference. There's, there's, not, there's nothing like being able to wrap your arm around a family member and say, hey, you don't need to be taken alone out to pay for this funeral. City Hope's going to take care of it yes. for you. And I just want to say thank you for that. Thank you for your generosity. It makes a difference. So um, today we're gonna we're gonna talk about um, we're gonna talk about how do we deal with difficult people. And on the heels of something like life's worst moments, how many of you know there's some difficulties that lie around that? Right? There's forgiveness issues. How do I forgive somebody? Man, my my friend's gone. My my parents gone. My my son, my daughter's gone. How do, I, how do I just forgive somebody for what happened? And so we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about how do we deal with difficult people. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it together real quick, and we're going to laugh a little bit, okay? Because, because I know every one of us have got some difficult people in our lives. How many of you got some difficult people? How many of you know some, somebody who's difficult? How many of you are sitting next to somebody who's difficult? Anybody? Raise your hand with that one. Yeah. <laughs> got some difficult people, got a real, yeah, got some, yeah. I, I think that, you know, the truth is we all deal with difficult people. I know that. And uh, in fact, um, I think there is, an, there is an unwritten spiritual principle that there is at least one difficult person, one difficult person, one crazy person in every family. How many of you would agree with that? Come on, keep your hand up right there and look around at the people who don't have their hand up. And remember, there's at least one in every family. <laughs> I kid. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, so, so what happens, though, is the difficult people in our lives, things happen. Relationships go haywire. Uh, we're offended. We're hurt. And a lot of times that turns to bitterness. That turns to, to anger, to anxiety. And what can happen is that the pains of the past, the hurts of the past, can be hard for us to forgive. Can I get a witness? And so what you need to know, though, is that your ability to move on in this life, your ability to walk in God's best for you, your ability to have the best that God wants for you, your ability to live the abundant life that God wants for you is tied to can you forgive? Can you forgive? And a lot of times what happens is we, we just throw our hands up. We're in the middle of a difficult relationship, a difficult, a difficult person, a difficult season. And we, we just throw our hands up and we say, I can't do it anymore. I'm done. I give up. I did that with my football team last year, Tennessee Vols. I said, I'm done. I'm done. 
It's better this year. 4-0, everybody. Come on. Rocky top. I love it, right? So, but, but it's a season. Last year was a rough season. You, we go through seasons in life. And so uh, what, I, what I can't do for you today is what I'm not going to be able to do for you is to take the person out of your life who's causing all the problems. I can't do that for you. I, I, can't, just, I, can't, I can't remove them out of your life, even though that's what we would want, right? We're like, man, sign me up for that. How do we do that? Just get, get rid of all the difficult people. But you know what? If you got rid of all the difficult people, how many of you know there's going to be more difficult people? Right. It's going to happen. And so I can't do that, but here's what I can do. I can take you to the Word of God, and we're going to see what the Bible has to say about how do we deal with difficult people. How do we forgive people who've hurt us? How do we forgive the, the hurts and the pains of the past? And what I'm going to do today is I'm going to call you to a higher level. I can't get rid of the people in your life, but I can call you to a higher level. And it's going to cause you to think, I can't do this. Pastor Ben, I, I can't forgive. I, you, what you're asking is too much. You're, you're going to think to yourself, there's no way, Pastor Ben. I, I, th this is not for me. God, God, I can't do it. But you need to remember this. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That God puts the Holy Spirit inside of you and he sanctifies us and he helps us do things we thought we couldn't do on our own. Because on your own, you're, you're right, you can't do it on your own. That's why you need the power of God working in your life. Amen? Amen. So, so that's what we're going to do. And, and so th this reminds me, as we talk about difficult people, reminds me of, of, of the time Boudreaux was, was dealing with uh, Thibodeau. I mean, it was just difficult. It, it was a hard season for, for Boudreaux. He goes into the bank one day and the bank teller says, Boudreaux wasn't that on your chest? And he says, dynamite. Man, Boudreaux, why you got dynamite on your chest? He said, he said, every time I go to the barbershop, Thibodeau smacked me in the chest and broke the cigar I got in my pocket. Next time he do it, I'm going to blow his hand off. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. That's funny right there. That's funny. Some of you are like, I don't understand. It's going to hurt him more than it hurts Thibodeau. That's the point, right? That he, th he thinks he's going to. He thinks he's going to punish Thibodeau, but he's just punishing himself. And isn't that the way we do things? Oh, we think we're, going to, we, we think we're holding somebody else hostage only to realize that we're the hostage, everybody. We're the one that's being held in confinement. And so as your pastor, it's my responsibility. If you call City Hope home and I'm your pastor, it's my responsibility to lead you, to kind of direct you, to feed you, and to kind of show you that, hey... There's, there's, going to be some, there's going to be some hard things that you've got to do in order to forgive some people in your life. You can't do it on your own, and that's why you need the power of God working inside of you. Amen. Not by might, not by power, but by His Spirit. Come on. It's by His Spirit. And so it, it may be difficult now, but it will be worth it later. Amen? Amen. So let's take a look at, at, at Matthew. We're going to look at, uh, at Matthew chapter 6. And Jesus says here that if you forgive... So if you, you can look at it on the screen here on, in your notes, or can we give it up for our production team that, that found a way to put it on the screen up there so that everybody in the balcony in the back can see it as well? Come on, let's give it up for the production crew. Thank you, guys. We love you. So if we forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. We like this verse when we're, when we're forgiving everybody. We like it when things are going well. Man, I don't have anybody to forgive right now. This doesn't apply. But what about when we do have some difficult relationships? What about when we do have an unforgiveness issue? Jesus says, if you do not forgive others their sins, 
Your Father in heaven will not forgive your sins. Mm. That's in a, that puts it in a whole new light here. If I forgive, he forgives. If I don't forgive, he's not going to forgive. And here's the reality, okay? Here's, here's the truth of it all, is that we've all been hurt. Every one of us have been hurt. Every one of us have carried a wound. Maybe there's somebody that has offended us, someone who's hurt us. Let me say it this way. Every one of us have a reason to hold a grudge. For some of you, maybe it's um, an abuse. It was a verbal abuse, a physical abuse. For some, it might be sexual abuse. And the statistics say that one in three women have been sexually abused. We could go around the room today. One, two, you. One, two, you. And we could, we could count dozens of ladies who've been sexually abused. One in five men have been sexually abused. And you know what's happening today in our culture today? Our culture is trying to say, that's normal and it's okay. Hey, everybody, it's not normal and it's not okay. Need you to understand and believe that today. It's not okay. Maybe that was your story, that you were abused that way. Maybe it was a marriage issue where there was a betrayal or a broken trust or adultery that happened. Maybe it was a business issue where someone you trusted in business really cheated you and, and took something out from under you. Maybe it was a, maybe it was a friendship where, where you trusted somebody and they lied about you, they talked about you, they gossiped about you. It broke the trust there. For some, maybe, it, maybe it's a parent who has been dead and gone for years, but they still hold power over you because you won't forgive. Maybe someone here today, you're, you're just... You, you won't forgive God. Something happened and you, you've blamed God for this. You said, God, why didn't you do something about it? Why didn't you do what I know you could do, God? Why didn't you take care of this? Why didn't you prevent this from happening? And you've been mad at God and others of you have been mad at yourself because you did something that you said, I'll never cross that line. I'll never do that. And you did it anyway. And you find yourself blaming yourself, being, being unforgiving towards yourself. And so... What I want to ask today, the question of the day is, how do we get to the place where Jesus, in all of his agony, in the pain, the brutality, the anguish, how do we get to the place where Jesus was able to say, Father, forgive them? How do we get to this place where we can say, God, I, would you forgive them? Because they don't know what they're doing. And that's what I want to teach us today is how can we forgive like Jesus forgave? How, how can we do what Jesus did? And, and so I'm going to teach you that in just a moment. But what I want to do first is I'm going to give you five misconceptions about forgiveness. These are five reasons we might, we might not forgive. We, we would say, I can't forgive because, okay? So here's five things that I want you to know, five thoughts. Jot it down in your notes. Number one, we would say, Pastor Ben, I can't forgive because forgiveness excuses their behavior. And this is a misconception. It's a lie that we choose to believe. We, we would say, if, if I forgive them, it's saying it wasn't a big deal. That if I forgive them, it's saying what they did was okay. If I forgive them, it's condoning and justifying what they did to me. Hey, everybody, can I just tell you today, it does not condone it. It does not justify it. It was not okay. It was hurtful. Right. We acknowledge that. We can, we can acknowledge that today. It was hurtful, but listen to me. Forgiveness is not minimizing what happened. 
Forgiveness is not excusing what they did. Forgiveness is not for their benefit. It is for your benefit. It's for you. But this is a reason why we, we won't forgive because it excuses their behavior. The second reason we won't forgive a lot of times is because, well, to forgive is to forget. Forgiveness is forgetting. And PB, I'll never forget what they did to me. I've heard people say that. The day I forget is the day I'll forgive. And I would just lovingly respond and say, hey, good luck with that. Because you'll never forget it. It'll be with you more than likely for the rest of your life. But you need to know that the goal, God, God's goal for you isn't that you forget what happened to you. God's goal for you is that you would be healed to the point in your life that when you do remember what happened to you, you don't have to relive the hurt and the pain and the agony and the bitterness and the shame, that you can be healed of that. And when you do remember it, you can still walk in forgiveness in Jesus' name. That's his goal for us. So God wants to make us new. It's not forgetting, but here, here's a third reason we choose not to forgive. We choose not to forgive because we think forgiveness is reconciliation. It's a misconception. Well, well, to forgive means I have to reconcile with that person. And I would, I would say that I, I, I believe God's goal and his heart would be, if possible, reconcile. But I also know that, and I believe, that there are times when God knows reconciliation may not be possible. It may not be the right thing. It may not be what's best for you, okay? But what happens a lot of times is, is we say, well, the day he comes back on his hands and knees, crawling back to me, begging me for my forgiveness, that's the day I'll forgive him. Again, you're going to be waiting a while. Because what I've seen and what I've noticed is that a lot of times the people that you're mad at, the people who've offended you, the people that, that you're holding unforgiveness towards don't even know that they've hurt you. They don't even know that it's as, it's as big a deal to you as it, as it is. And, and so they're probably not going to come crawling back on their hands and, and their knees. But here's, here's what is true. Here's what we need to know is that forgiveness doesn't mean you have to reconcile. But if you are going to reconcile, if you think you would like a relationship, you would like a, a friendship with this person in the future, you have to forgive. I think you have to forgive either way. But especially if you want reconciliation, because if, if you enter a, a relationship with them again, if you have a friendship with this person again, if you do not forgive them, you will live your life trying to make them pay for what they did to you. Trying to make them pay, and, and, and it's just, it won't work, okay? So that's the, that's the third. Number four, the four, fourth reason we don't forgive is because we say, it's, it's just not fair. We believe that forgiveness means fairness. And this, is, uh, this might be the, the part where it feels like an uppercut to you today. I don't mean it that way, but it's just, it might feel that way. Because um, we'll say things like, it's not fair to let them off the hook. It's not fair to just sweep it under the rug. And nobody's asking you to sweep it under the rug. It's not fair to just, to just forgive them and act like nothing ever happened. No, one, no one's asking you to do that. But I, I want to I say to you today that um, I'm thankful that God doesn't play fair. God is a just God. But in our terms, the way we live here on earth, God doesn't play fair. Let me ask it to you this way. Do you want God's fairness or do you want his forgiveness? Okay. 
Think about it this way. If you want his fairness, then that means you need to pay for your own sins by burning in hell. Well, that's pretty strong, Pastor Ben. Well, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. So that's what's fair. What's fair is for us to pay for our own way, to pay for for our own sin, to try to earn our way to heaven. But by God's grace, through faith, he sent his son Jesus, not so that we could be fair in life, but so that we could be forgiven in life. That his blood washes us clean, makes us new. We are a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come in Jesus' name. So, So that's... I'm. Hey, I want forgiveness, not fairness, everybody. So, so they don't deserve to be forgiven, Pastor Ben. They need to pay for what they did. They need to pay what, for what they did. And I, and I would just say, hey, listen, if you're going to live your life that way, if you're going to live making people pay for what they did, you need to make sure you're ready to pay for what you did. Because it's fairness. But when you, when you live by forgiveness... It's a whole nother ball game, everybody. It's a, whole, it's a whole new level. God's calling us. I can't do this, Pastor Ben. That's why it's called grace. God gives us the ability to do what we thought we couldn't do. Number five, the fifth reason we choose not to forgive, it's a misconception, is we don't forgive because we just, I can't. I can't do it. There's no way. It's, I, not, I don't have the ability. And you're, you're actually being truthful here because in your own ability, you can't. You're right. That's why you need God's power. That's why you need the Holy Spirit working in you. That's why you need grace in you to be able to let go, to be able to, to, be able to forgive what was said and what was done. And, and so through the power of the Holy Spirit, through God's work inside of us, forgiveness doesn't make us a victim. It makes us victorious. So I'm, I'm not a doormat because I forgive somebody. No, 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 no. I am victorious. I'm more than a conqueror. The one who is in me is greater than the one who is in the world. I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. I am victorious because I choose to forgive. And so that's what forgiveness is, is not. Those are misconceptions. We, we, we don't want to live our lives by those misconceptions. And so what I want to do today is what I want to teach you Two steps to forgiving like Jesus forgave. Okay, and and actually one of these steps comes from Jesus. The other step comes from the Apostle Paul. And there's a lot that I could teach you. could probably do a whole series on this one topic. Jesus taught a lot about forgiveness. I'm going to give you two steps today. And you're going to think, can't do it. (laughs) I can't do it, Pastor Ben. But you can through Jesus Christ, through his power, through his spirit. All right, so here we go. Number one, how do I forgive like Jesus forgave? Number one, pray for those who've hurt you. Pray for those who hurt you. And I know what some of you are thinking here. I'm going to pray for them all right. I'm going to pray for them. (laughs) Jesus said it this way in Luke, bless those who curse you, Pray for those who hurt you. You want me to pray for them, Pastor? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to pray for them. I'll pray for them. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would rain down hell, fire, and brimstone on them right now, in Jesus' name. 
Lord, your word says whatever I bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever I loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Lord, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm loosing the flies of a thousand camels under their armpits. Lord, right now, I'm calling down lice and ticks, and I'm, I'm, call, I'm calling down fleas on them right now in Jesus' name. Lord, in the Old Testament, you sent hemorrhoids. Do it again in Jesus' name. Your word says in Psalms that you break the teeth of the wicked. Lord, I'm praying you break their teeth, shatter their teeth right now in Jesus' name. That's, that's, the, what we, that's what we would like to pray, but that's not what Jesus means here. It's not what he's talking about. I'll pray for you, all right? So what Jesus, in, in, in Matthew chapter 5, he actually teaches something that blows the people away. Like their whole life they had been taught um, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. And so here comes Jesus, and he starts teaching this newfangled theology. He starts teaching this new, this new stuff, and, and they have a hard time with it. And he, he says in Matthew chapter 5, you've heard me say that, you've heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Come on, yeah, that's right, preach, preach. Bring the word. Love your neighbor, hate your enemy. You Come on, come on, bring it, say it again, right? I'm going to say it again. But Jesus says, well, no, 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 I, he stops him in the track. No, no, it's not like that anymore. I'm giving you a new direction. I'm telling you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Whoa, 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 Jesus. No, no, like the Torah, the whole first five books of the Bible, what we've memorized, what we've studied from childhood is that it's eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. If they hit us, we hit them back. If they get us, we get them back ten times worse. If they cuss us out, we, cut, we make a sailor blush. If they, if they flip us a bird, we give them two in return. Double portion right back to you. We're going to peel the banana, baby. Peel. Some of y'all peeled the banana so much that you, you want. That means to tell somebody they're number one, okay? Uh, some of you, that's why you won't put a, a City Hope sticker on your car windows because <laughs> you don't, you don't want to. You don't want to besmirch the, name of the, besmirch the name of the church. You're like, oh, I better not. I got a little road rage. Pray for your neighbors. Pray for them next time they, they treat you like that on the roadway, right? Pray for them. So, so Jesus gives them this, this, this new level, and he says, hey, there's a, there's a way. I'm calling you to a new level. But what we want is retaliation. We want to make them pay. We, we, want, to make, we, we, we want somebody, we want tit for tat, measure for measure. We, we, we want them... To have to pay back what they did. But Jesus said, pray for them. Pray for those. Oh, pray for those. Get ready for this. Who abused you? Pray for those who've molested you. Pray for those who lied about you. Pray for those who've cheated you. Pray for those who've taken advantage of you. Pray for those who are on the other side in our community. That you, that you would think, man, they're so far from God. They've, how, how could somebody lace a pill with fentanyl? Pray. Pray. I can't do it, Pastor Ben. He's, he calls us to a new level. 
Pray for those who've hurt you. Pray for those who persecute you. Pray for those who lie about you. Who che- why did Jesus teach this? Why did Jesus, why did, why did he do this? Here, here's why. It's because he knew that right attitude comes before right action. I got to get my, my heart right before God. I got to get my heart right before God. I've got to fall more in love. I, I, can't do, I, I can't do what you're asking me to do, Pastor Ben. Fall more in love with Jesus. And the more that you fall in love with Jesus, the more you'll be able to do what he asked you to do. So it's not just about go and do. It's about fall in love with Jesus first. And because you love Jesus, you'll want to do the right things. You'll want to forgive. You'll, 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 you'll grow in this area of your life. I'm, I promise you. I, I, I promise you. And I've, I've seen it work in my own life. When I pass by a place, maybe somebody, maybe, some, maybe it's a, a building, somebody works in there, and maybe they've hurt me, and I, as, I pray, as I drive by that place, I pray, God, would you bless them? And at first it hurts, but the more I do it, that prayer begins to change. How am I supposed to pray for these people, Pastor Ben? How am I supposed to pray? See, l- l- let me show you this first. Choices lead, feelings follow. So you have to choose to do it. You're not going to want to feel like doing it. That's why you got to get your heart in the right place and you begin to make choices. You choose to have the right attitude. You choose to pray for somebody. You choose, you choose to speak kindly about this person. How am I supposed to do that? Well, it looks a little like this. At first, at first, you pray and your prayer might sound a little something like this. Lord, Lord I pray for Joe today. Would, would you... Uh, would you do something for Joe? Just, would you do something to Joe? Would you do something to him? That's, that's the way it starts. Do something to him. And then, and, then, and then it turns to, would you bless Joe? Not too much, God. Not too much. Scraps from the table. Maybe some leftovers. Dumpster dive. Don't, don't bless him. Don't bless him too much. And then it becomes, Lord, would you bless Joe? And maybe that's all you can say, but it's becoming sincere. And then it becomes, Father, I pray for Joe today. I just pray, Lord, that you would touch his heart. I don't know what he's going through today. And I I don't know where he's at in his relationship with you. But, Lord, I know that hurting people often hurt other people. And, God, I, I know that probably he never even meant in the world to hurt me. But, Lord, I release him today. And I ask you to bless Joe. I ask you to touch his heart. I ask you to fill him with your kindness. Fill him with your joy. Fill him with your love. Fill him with your peace. Fill him. See, it, it doesn't start that way, but it will get that way. Yes. It doesn't start that way, but you, you, you begin praying like that, and I promise you, God will turn your prayer around. Here's, here's what you need to know, is that your prayer for others may not change them, but it will always change you. It will always change you. I'm not trying to change anybody else by my prayer, but I'm saying, God, I'm praying Psalm 139 that says, Lord, search me, know me, show me, test me, lead me in your way everlasting. Do a work in me. If there's anything in my life that's not like you, work in me. And so my prayer may not change them, but I pray that it changes me. I pray that I draw closer to God through this, through this prayer. So that, that's the first thing, is that Jesus says, pray for those who, who, who hurt you. He also says to bless them. He says to do good to them. And we don't have time to talk about that today, but the second thing I want to show you is the words of Paul. That if we're going to forgive the way Jesus forgave, 
Here's how we do it. Number two, we have to forgive as we have been forgiven. Forgive as we have been forgiven. This comes from Colossians chapter 3. Paul writing to the church at Colossae. And he says, forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. So again, a lot of times people don't even know that you have a grievance against them. People don't even know that, you have, that you're dealing with something in your heart. People don't even know that there's an issue in your life sometimes. They're living their best life while you're, you're, you're over here just fuming about it. And every time you see them living their best life, it just makes you more angry. You're like, I can't believe this. How can they be doing this when, when they've done all of that to hurt me? And they're like, they have no clue. So you have to forgive them. But how, Pastor Ben? How do I forgive them? As the Lord forgave you. This is the part that you're going to think, I can't do that. I can't forgive. Man, I've been, I've been forgiven of too much. I can't forgive somebody else the way God has forgiven me. But that's what he asks. That's, that's, that's what he's asking. And I don't know what you've been forgiven of. But I can tell you, for me, I've been forgiven of more than you can fathom. I've been forgiven of so much. Before I met Christ, I, I was a liar. I cheated. I was promiscuous. Treated people the wrong way. I hurt people. So, self-absorbed. Before Jesus, I, I tried drugs and alcohol, and I was addicted to pornography. Before Jesus, pretty rough life. I came to know Jesus as a teenager, and I still struggled with some of those things, by the way. But God was sanctifying me. He was working things out of my life. He was setting me free from some things in my life. He forgave me of so much. And here I am today standing in front of you, not perfect, still struggling with stuff, still struggling with pride and performance and perfection, still struggling with, with, um, with anger and, and self-righteousness, still struggling with the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Those things rear their ugly heads in my life, and God continues to forgive me over and over and over and over. I've been forgiven of so, 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 so much. And Jesus asks me to forgive others the way that I've been forgiven. And I know you think, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do this, Pastor Ben. Well, listen, listen, you have a choice. You have a choice. It's the same as when you go to a doctor, okay? You show up at the doctor's office. He gives you a diagnosis. He gives you a treatment plan, a prescription. He says, hey, do these things. And, and, and it ought to work out for you. Do these things and you ought to see a change in your life. Here's, here's the path forward. Here's what you need to do. And when you leave the doctor's office, you can choose to, to take that plan, to listen to the doctor, to, to do what he asks you to do. Or you can go research WebMD and make up your own mind about how he's wrong and he doesn't know what he's talking about. Forget what the doctor said. I'll just do things my way. It's the same with forgiveness. You, you can choose to listen to Jesus. You can choose to see what the Bible has to see, say about it. And, and you can lean into that as hard as it is, as difficult as it is. Or you can, you can make up your mind that, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm good with, I'm, I'm good with li- sleepless nights. 
I'm good with the bitterness. You can stay mad. You can, you can keep ruminating over and over and over again, replaying everything that happened. You can give them a piece of your mind. You can stick it to them, and it'll make you feel good for just a moment. You can, you can keep starving that pain away. You can, you can keep sleeping the pain away. You can keep eating the pain away. You can keep medicating the pain away. You can keep drinking the pain away. You can keep... You can keep... Uh, you, you, you can keep coping the pain away, scrolling the pain away, but listen to me. Or you could come to a point in your life where you recognize and where you realize that if I choose to forgive, it won't change the past. What's done is done, but it will change the future. My life can look different. I have a future. I have a hope. I don't have to live in anxiety and bitterness and fear and worry. I don't have to live in this unforgiveness anymore. God has set me free from this. See, unforgiveness is a, it's a tool of Satan. It sounds crazy, but listen to me. It's a, it's a demonic tool that Satan uses to keep you in bondage. It keeps you believing the lie that it's hurting them more than it's hurting you. Because unforgiveness is like drinking a poison and expecting the other person to die. Turn up. Can't wait to see what happens to them. Only you realize that it, it only affects you. Unforgiveness is like setting yourself on fire and expecting the other person to die of smoke inhalation. I'll show them. But what happens when we forgive, Pastor Ben? What, what happens when you forgive, when you choose to let go, when you choose to not make them pay for what they did? It's like you're opening a prison door to find out that you were the prisoner. You've released a prisoner only to realize it was me. I was in prison. So here's what we're going to do today. Normally, I would, uh, I would ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes in this moment. But I'm going to ask you for now just to keep them open. But I want you to ask yourself, what is the Holy Spirit saying to me? What's he saying? What's he whispering to my heart? Chances are there's probably someone in your life you need to forgive. It could be a relationship that's long been gone. Something that happened when you were a kid. I don't know what that is. But chances are there's someone in your life that you need to forgive. I want to let, ask you to let the Holy Spirit remind you of that person. Who is that? Uh, some of you today, there's someone in your life you need to pray for. There's someone in your life you need to bless. Someone who's hurt you that you need to let go of, that you need to, that you need to release them from prison. You, you, you need to bring their account balance to zero. They don't owe you anymore. It's clean. And I want you to think about who that is right now. And this is a moment of accountability. That if there's someone in your life today that you say, that's, I, I need to let go of. I need to give up my right of being right. And I need to release them today to pray for them. I need to forgive them as the Lord's forgiven me. On the count of three, eyes open. We're accountable. If that's you, slip up your hand on the count of three. One, two, three. That's me. I got somebody in my life I need to let go of. 
I need to forgive. Thank you. Keep it up. I'm going to pray for you. Father, right now, hands are up all over the room. God, I thank you, Lord, for this honesty in this moment. There's somebody that's hurt us. Somebody that's, Lord, it wasn't fair. It wasn't right. It hurt. Lord, it was, it was brutal for some people. God, today I'm asking you right now, would you send the Holy Spirit into this room today? Send the power of God, the presence of God into this room today to bring hope, to bring freedom, to bring redemption, to bring peace that passes understanding. God, your word says that you are the God of peace. And today I thank you for that peace that's falling on this room as we let go of people. Lord, it's it's going to take a while for some of us. It's a daily choice. It's not something that's going to, that's going to happen in, I pray it happens this, in this moment. But Lord, over and over and over again, I've seen where it's a process of you working things in us that we're going to have to make a choice every day that I forgive, every day I let go, every day I, I, I give up my right to, to be right, every day I release them from prison and, until I no longer have to do it anymore. God, I pray that right now you would help us to remember that right attitude becomes comes before right action that we would release those who've hurt us today we're not making them pay anymore Lord we repent today we ask you to forgive us to to cleanse us and to repent means to change our minds to change the way that we've been doing things Lord would you forgive us for going the wrong way for 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 holding them captive would you forgive us and help us to forgive the way that we've been forgiven we lift them up right now, the person who, who's hurt us, and we ask you to touch their hearts today. Lord, would you draw them closer to you? Would, you? would you give them strength to know you, to serve you, to love you? Lord, would you open their eyes to the things that you want them to see, God? Help them to, to have relationship with you, God. If they don't know you, we're praying right now that you would send the Holy Spirit to draw them to know you. We're asking this right now for the presence of God to fall fresh in our lives today. As we leave this place, we leave different in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen, amen. Now, if you'd bow your heads and close your eyes. Today, I want to speak to those of you who are maybe far from God today. The truth about your situation is that, is that you haven't been forgiven. You're far from God. You've been isolated. You've been trying to live life your own way. You've been calling the shots. You've been doing what you want to do. And today you realize that, that you need a savior. You need Jesus Christ to wash your sins away, to cleanse you, to forgive you. But you also have to know that, 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 that there's a decision to, to live differently from this point on, to let God work in your heart, to let God draw you closer to him. That there's some things in your life, maybe that some habits, some addictions that you've been part of that God wants to heal in your life. And today, by acknowledging him as your savior, you're, you're surrendering control, not your way, but his way. And if you're here today and you'd say, that's me, I'm ready, I'm ready to give my life to Christ. I'm ready to go all in with Jesus, to surrender complete control to him. I'm ready for life change. On the count of three, I want you to be bold and slip up your hand today. If that's you, one, two, three, come on, slip up your hand. I'm going all in today in Jesus' name. Who else? Amen. I'm so proud of you. One, two, three, four. Who else would say, that's me, Pastor? Man, I'm going all in. Five, six, seven, eight. Who else would say, that's me? Nine. I'm proud of you. Anybody else? Going all in. I'm so proud of you. So proud of you. Come on, every, every, every person in the room today, I see you. I see you over here. All right, hands down. Let's pray this prayer together today. Say, Jesus, I surrender. Will you forgive me 
of my sin for falling short of your standard. Cleanse me. Make me new. Will you give me a fresh start? A new beginning. I can't do this without you. I invite you to lead me, guide me, be my Savior and my Lord. And from this day forward, I will follow you the best that I know how. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Come on, let's give God thanks for about 10 or so people who gave their life to Jesus today. Amen. <laughs>